What's up, runners? As you might have noticed, we do not run ads on this podcast, and we do that very intentionally because we don't really like ads when we listen to podcasts, and we figured you probably don't either. So if you appreciate this podcast and the content that we put out for you weekly, could you do us a big favor and just help us grow the podcast by sharing this with a friend, taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media, or leaving us a review on iTunes. All of those things really help us to grow the podcast and to reach more people. And if you do that, we would be so grateful for you. So, on to the show. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. We just wrapped up. Uh, an amazing workshop called The Secret to Your Next PR. So shout out to all those people that showed up live and joined us on that call. It was so much fun. And the comments that were coming through were just really showing how much value everyone was getting out of this workshop. So I am putting the replay here on the podcast just in case you missed it. You can catch it right now. So here it is. The Secret to Your Next PR. As we get going, um, I want to, you guys to know we're going to keep this to about an hour today, okay? We might finish a little early, but maximum we're going for an hour. And I have a special stay till the end bonus because I want to encourage you guys, since you've decided to stop and make this time for you, for your running, I want to reward you for that. And I want to reward you for staying all the way to the end. So I have a very special bonus for all of you that stay till the end of today's presentation. Like I said, it's only going to be an hour. Um, And what we're going to teach you today can literally transform your running. I know it sounds too good to be true, but I promise you, you're going to see why it's true as we go along here. Okay. So one run can change your day. Many runs can change your life. This is really what we're about here at Real Life Runner. So I don't know if you guys have been kind of in our network for a while, or if you're brand new to us, but this is one of the things that we really believe is that running is about so much more than PRs. It's about living the life that we want to live, right? We want to be the next version of ourselves. We want to evolve. We want to get stronger. We want to grow. But we also know that as runners, numbers are very important for us, right? Because they give us that concrete way to track our progress, which is why we want to help you understand how to set your next PR, right? So here at Real Life Runners, we do things a little bit differently. And so in this workshop, we really want to show you how the secret to your next PR might not be what you think it is, right? Like, I don't know if you guys saw um, some of the live videos and different things that I've done, like over the course of the last couple of weeks, but it's like today, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about easy running. I'm not going to talk about strength training, even though I'm a physical therapist and I've been a doctor of physical therapy for 15 years. You guys can get a lot of that from our social media today. We're going to go deeper. Okay. Because one of the reasons that you're probably here is because you're not getting the results that you want. So if you want different results, you have to start doing things differently. Okay. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to keep getting those same results. And so today we want to show you a different way to approach your training. And if you stay open to the ideas that we're going to present to you today, you can completely transform your entire running experience. So if that's something that you want, give me a yes in the chat, because I hope that's why you're all here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, you, you nailed it. It's really, it's more than the strength training. I think we talked about that on our podcast a couple of times ago, that the secret today is not strength training. Like you may be trying to guess like, Oh yeah, I've, I've seen you guys on Instagram. I've heard your podcast. It's strength training. It's not strength training today. It's, it's so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot more 
underneath. Okay. So yes, Sarah's ready. Michael's ready. Adele's ready. Lauren's ready. Yes. Janet L L H I'm guessing that's L. Um, I'm, I'm okay. So I'm so glad you guys are all ready. So let me know in the chat. Does any of this sound familiar? Let me know in the chat, which one of these things you may have experienced before, because if you've ever experienced frustration in your running, we get you and we got you. That's why you're here, right? Because a lot of times we want to improve. And so we try different things to improve and we end up not getting the results that we want. So what we've discovered is that frustrated runners or disappointed runners, they focus on the wrong things, right? A lot of times when we want to improve as runners, you start maybe listening to podcasts, maybe you start you know, looking up some information on uh, Coach Google and people are like, oh, well, just add some more mileage, just run more. Or maybe you need to start pushing harder. Maybe I'm not pushing myself enough, right? But simply adding more miles and pushing harder is not the way to achieve your next PR. And unfortunately, it leads so many runners to so much struggle and frustration and increased physical and mental stress injury and ultimately not achieving their goals. So it's such a frustrating thing, place to be, right? When you're like, I want to get better. I'm pushing harder. I think I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not getting those results. Can you guys relate to that? Give me a yes in the chat. If you can relate to that, like if you've tried to improve your running and it just hasn't worked out the way that you want to give me a yes in the chat for that. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Good. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's why you guys are here. Right. And so what we want to show you that there, that there is a better way. And that's really what we want to show you. And we want to show you how to break out of this, which is the vicious running cycle is what I like to call it. Right. As runners, we start running and like, you know, we all get into running for a different reason, right? Sometimes we get into it to get in shapes. Maybe some of us wanted to lose weight. Maybe some of us started when we were younger and we're on like a cross country team or something like that. Right. So there's lots of different reasons that we get into running, but ultimately at some point we want to get better at it. Right. Especially because like we said, there are those numbers that so much, um, so many of us associate with running, right. Whether it's our distance or our pace, we want to improve in some way. So we start to try to improve, right? Maybe we run more, maybe we push harder and then we end up not seeing the progress that we want. So we start feeling frustrated and then we run more and then we push harder and we're not seeing the, the progress. So does this relate? Can you guys relate to this vicious running cycle? Have any of you fallen into this trap before? The running because, cycle is tricky because you can fall in at any point on the outside of that circle. Exactly. Like well, that's why it's a cycle. Frustrated. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the fun part is you can just be like, you can enter with the more positive outlook of curiosity of, I wonder if I could run more. And then you're like, Oh, I am running more. Maybe I start pushing a little bit harder. And now you're like, well, I'm putting in all this extra work, but I'm not getting anywhere. And suddenly you're into not seeing progress frustrated. And most people tend to double down on this and be like, well, I pushed a little bit. Maybe I didn't increase enough exactly. and they just keep ramping themselves up. Yeah. And then we take it as like, Oh, well, I must not be good enough. Right. Or I'm not doing enough or I'm not pushing hard enough. I thought I was pushing harder, but maybe it's just not enough. We get into this cycle of like not enoughness, right? Like if that loop that you run took 33 minutes last week, you just try to do it in 32 minutes this week. And then you try to decrease it. (laughs) Right. If you want to get better, right. That's it. Um, or maybe you download a plan from the internet and you try to follow it. Right. But it, maybe it's not the right plan for you. 
Uh, maybe you're not following a plan at all. Maybe you often skip days or miss days because life gets in the way or your other responsibilities get in the way. You know, maybe you even hired a coach or joined a running group hoping to have that accountability only to find yourself falling into that same pattern of inconsistency because you don't really understand why you're doing those things or why, you know, like maybe your coach is telling you something or your running group is doing something and you're like, okay, like, I don't really understand why we're doing this. And so when we don't understand it, oftentimes we just don't do it. Right. Because, um, that's just how our human brain works. And so all of that, it's all a part of this vicious running cycle that so many frustrated runners find themselves in, but we want to let you guys know that there is another option. Okay. This is what's possible. And this is what we want to show you today. We want to show you how to become what we like to call a real life runner. Okay. Real life runners make continual forward progress in their running. They feel free. They feel strong. They feel accomplished. They feel confident in their ability to set goals and to achieve them. Right. They feel energized after their run instead of just like laying on the ground exhausted after your run or like feeling like you need a nap or five more cups of coffee to finish your, you know, to go through your day after your morning run because you're so tired. They feel energized after running and they're proud of their efforts, right? Instead of looking at the number on their watch or on their Garmin app and, and, feeling defeated, they, they feel proud of themselves because they know that they put in the amount of effort that they were supposed to put in that day. Um, real life runners also feel committed to the process and they love the journey. They understand that running is a journey and they love being on that journey. And ultimately it all comes down to, they understand that there is a balanced way to train that is personalized and right for them right? And when I say a balanced way to train, I don't mean 50-50. I don't mean everything is in perfect balance. I mean that those people, like real life runners, understand that there is a, a good balance for them. And what's right for them might not be right for someone else. In fact, it definitely is probably not, right? Like, and we're going to tell you guys a little bit about Kevin and I um, in a little bit here and how the two of us are very different runners. We're both runners. We're both real life runners, but what we do and what our training looks like is totally different. Okay. And so as a real life runner, you figure out that balance to make your dreams come true, to make running what you want it to be so that you can set goals and you can know how to achieve them. Well, that way you feel like you're actually part of the journey. You're not just floating along the river. You're actually experiencing the journey. That way you can actually feel proud of what you're doing along the way because it's balanced and right for you. You pointed out what's right for one person, not necessarily right for another. What's right for one person this year is not even necessarily what's right for them next year. You mm -hmm. always have to make sure that you're finding that perfect balance for you and you need to have a feel for what that balance actually means, which means knowing all the different aspects of your training that need to go into it and how they would best fit into your particular life. Exactly. And so the other thing we want you guys to see is that this is not just us. Okay. We here's some proof of what's possible right here. This is just a sample of some of the amazing results that our members have been getting using what we are about to teach you. Okay. And so you can see these are real people, right? These are Facebook posts that I just screenshot and I literally can go into our training academy group every week and just screenshot more and more wins from our members because they can't, this is how quickly they come, right? We've helped hundreds of runners at this point to set new PRs and achieve things that they never imagined possible. And we would absolutely love to show you how to do the same thing. And that's really what we're going to get into today. So you guys can see there's real people on here that probably look similar to you, or, you know, we've got, we literally have 
everyone from their thirties into their Mm seventies, we've got men, we've got women, we've got, you know, marathoners. We have people that only run five Ks. Like I shouldn't say only because that's not exactly what I want to communicate there, but it's literally all distances, all ages, all abilities, because running needs to be something that's right for you. Running needs to be something that brings joy to your life. And that allows you to evolve into the person that you want to be that healthy and fit runner that you want to be. And so how do we help all of these people to achieve these things? Well, we've developed what's what we call the real life runners method. And it's really a three step process. Okay. So there are three steps to really nail all of this, but today we want to dive into the most important one, because this alone is going to lead to massive transformations in your running. Okay. And it is also the underlying current in everything that we do as runners. Okay. So we're going to jump into intention today. We're going to go deeper on intention. So you guys can really understand how this affects everything else that you do in your running. Okay. So PRs and PBs, that's why you guys are here today, right? So tell me in the chat, which Everybody one do you, them. huh? Everybody wants them. Everybody wants them, right? Like we all want that time on the clock or that distance PR too, right? So tell me in the chat, which one do you use? Do you use PR or do you use PB? And do you think that they're the same? So if you guys are maybe newer to running, PR is personal record and PB is personal best. Um, And this was something that I had to learn because here in the United States, we, most people use the word or the term PR. um, But I know in the UK, most people use PB. So Trish uses PB. I know you're in Canada. Penny's in the UK. She uses PB. We've got a lot of PBs. Okay, cool. PR but I thought they were the same. Yeah. So they are kind of the same. They are used synonymously, but we kind of like to think of PRs and PBs a little bit differently here at Real Life Runners. Um, And when I learned the term PB, I actually liked it a lot better than PR. Like PR is a personal record, right? So PR could be something like, you know, a certain time in a race or um, a certain distance that you've run. Like that's your ultimate all-time record. But PB, I actually kind of like better because it's your personal best. And that can mean different things, right? Personal best can be something a little bit outside of the numbers as well. We're going to get jump into that, as you know, here in a minute. So As we know that running, you know, we as runners, we know that running is a very number driven sport. So I want to (laughs) know, see if you'll raise your hand in the chat. Like if you uh, give me a a raised hand emoji or you can put the word yes in, in the chat as well. And be honest, how many of you just looked at her race time on the last slide and compared yourself to it, right? Like I put up the picture of what that was, that's Lauren, that's one of our runners and she put up a PR that day, right? In her half marathon. Not me. I got a yes. See how many people are going to be honest. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to admit to it, that's totally fine. But yeah, a hundred percent. I didn't even look perfect, but I'm, so I'm curious, like how many of you, and, and you can just, you know, know it in the back of your head. Did you look at her number and compare yourself to it? Because so many times, like so many runners, like fall into this trap of focusing only on the numbers, right? And when we focus so much on the numbers, and to me, that's kind of like what the term PR means, like that personal record, it's very much numbered, number driven. Oh, good. No, I noticed her smile. I love that Penny. I I love her smile in that picture because you can just like see like the happiness and the joy emanating from her. 
Um, I would have looked if I saw it, but I was working at the same time. Lauren, I love your honesty. That's fantastic. Um, but so many times we can focus only on the numbers, right? And then the numbers become the only things that matter, right? And like, how many of you have a smartwatch, right? Like, like that's shown in here in this picture. Do you guys have a smartwatch for running that'll give you your time, your pace? A lot of these smartwatches now, they give you like a training status. They tell you like your run was productive or unproductive, right? And we take these things, these numbers or these like random status that like um, some algorithm generated for us, right? And we allow them to completely affect the way that we feel about our running, right? So did anybody notice here in this photo that that watch is upside down because so this, this is actually one of our members and she was doing a mile time trial and she didn't want to focus on the numbers. Like she, we were kind of back and forth. I was like coaching her on like, you know, I was like, I think you should do like, try to get your fastest mile ever because I think you're a lot faster than you think you are. And she was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. Like, okay. Like I'll do it. Like she agreed to do it. And she's like, you know, I think I could probably break eight minutes. And I was like, girl, you are way faster than that. You're like, based on everything I'm seeing, like you are way faster than that. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah, I think you're going to be in the low sevens, like based on everything I'm seeing. And she was like, I, I don't, I don't think that, that, you know, whatever. So she actually put her watch upside down so that she wasn't able to really focus on the numbers during that time trial. And she just went out there to run by feel. And you guys can see she ran a 710, which was awesome. And she like blew her own mind, which is so cool, right? So how many of you guys, the, just the idea of like putting your watch upside down or running without your watch completely, does that freak you out? <laughs> does that just the idea of like running without a watch, does that freak you out, right? There, I'm sure you guys have probably heard the term, like if it didn't happen on Strava or if it didn't happen on Garmin, did it, it didn't, it didn't even happen. Yes. Catherine, there it is. Did it even happen? Right. I mean, if this picture Strava, illust- it didn't happen. You guys get it. Yeah. This okay. picture upside down illustrates exactly. Cause she wanted to time her fastest mile. She wanted right. the result into the watch. Of course. She didn't want to freak out with the watch. So she needed this combo of, mm-hmm. I want to have it on so that I get credit for it. Yeah. But I also don't want to see the numbers. It was. Yeah. Because we want to give ourselves credit. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good point. Right. So if you guys all admitted that you would feel very uncomfortable, like not getting credit for your run or running without your watch or running with your watch upside down, then I've just shown you how numbers driven you probably are, right? And how these numbers probably matter to you, um, which is probably why you're here in the first place, right? When you saw the secret to your next PR. But when we are only focused on the numbers, when we are so driven by the numbers, it can often lead to some of these feelings, right? It can lead to frustration when you aren't making the progress that you think you should be making, right? It can lead to disappointment. Let me know in the chat, which one of these have you experienced in your running? Which one of these four have you experienced? And the answer might be all of the above. For most of us, it's probably all of the above if we're being honest, right? Um, It can lead to disappointment when we don't get the numbers that we want right? It can lead to comparison to others who might be running faster paces or longer distances than us, right? We just had a coaching call with our, um, 
our membership, our members yesterday. And one of, one of our, no, two days ago, um, we have our coaching calls on Tuesday. Today's, today's Thursday. <laughs> so, um, and one of our members was talking about how there was another guy that does his local park run and he was comparing himself to this guy's times. He, he runs faster than me, but I don't get it. Like we're built about the same. We're about the same age, like, and, and all of these things. Right. But he's, his time is like two minutes faster than me. Right. So comparison is definitely a trap that a lot of us fall into. Um, what about defeat? You know, have you ever felt defeated? Like, gosh, I, I put in all of this work and then you don't get the number that you want. And you're like, it was all for nothing, right? Like you just, you feel defeated. Um, what about embarrassment? That's another thing that I um, added at the last minute that I did not put on the slide. Do you ever like feel embarrassed to talk about your times? Like, or to talk about your, your race time or your pace when you talk to other runners? Like, do you ever wonder if they're going to judge you? Yeah, I do for sure. Yes, I used to in the military for sure. Absolutely, right? Like you don't even want to talk about paces. You don't even want to talk about times. You don't even want to talk about distances. Oh, oh, well, I ran, but it was only a 5K, right? Mm -hmm. It was only a 10K. Oh, I, it was only a half marathon as if that's not good enough, right? So many times we belittle our accomplishments because we're so focused on those numbers. But what I want to show you guys is that a number is just a number right? The number itself is actually neutral. Your thoughts about that number are what makes the difference. So you have to ask yourself, what am I making this number mean? What am I making this number mean, right? Am I making it mean that I'm not fast? Am I making it mean that I'm not good enough? Am I making it mean that my training plan, my, all of my months of training was worthless because I didn't achieve a number, because you get to choose what you want that number to mean. And this is a perfect example of Kevin and I. <laughs> Kevin and I, like I told you guys, are very different runners. So the very first sub two hour mar half marathon that Kevin ran was his first half marathon ever. And you guys can see there, he ran a 111.26 and he won second place in his very first half marathon ever. I, on the other hand, it was a really big deal for me. Like breaking two hours and a half marathon was a goal that I set for myself. Kevin, did you ever think about breaking two hours in the half marathon or did you just accept that as like a given? Uh, I mean, I had done it multiple times in college just on training runs. So it right. was just sort of part of what was going to happen. Right. So that thought never crossed your mind, right? Like, right. oh, I really want to break two hours in the half marathon, right? But for me breaking two hours in the half marathon meant something. So to Kevin, it didn't mean anything, which is totally fine. And that's not saying anything. It's just, but to him, it didn't mean anything, but to me, it really did. Right. And so this proves to you. And like, and my time was slower than Kevin's time, but I run when I ran that time was probably so much more satisfied with the fact that I broke two hours. Right. Cause like Kevin didn't matter to him. Right. So as you guys can see, like Kevin and I are just very different runners. So, you know, I started running later in life. Um, I hated running. I was actually an athlete growing up in volleyball, basketball, and softball. And I hated running because running was always punishment for me. Right. And so, but when I saw Kevin actually run this race, like, so I started running just to get in shape, just to lose weight in college. 
Um, but it was still, I still had this mentality around running. Like I never enjoyed my runs. I just did them because I had to do them quote unquote had to do them. Right. Mm -hmm. I did them because I wanted to stay in shape or to be fit. Um, but when I saw Kevin run this half marathon, I started to like, I, I had this thought cause I was watching all of the other people in the half marathon also after Kevin already ran by to win second place. Um, and just thought like, look at all these people. Like there was literally all ages, all cultures, genders, um, you know, paces, obviously. And I was like, what if I could do that? And I like never even thought that I would be able or even want have any sort of desire to run a half marathon. But that's what I started um, thinking once I saw this, right? So that's one of the things that, you know, led us to where we are today. Um, Kevin, you want to give them a little bit of a, a backstory on you as well? Sure. I, I started running in high school with cross country and track, and then I ran at, at D1 University for, for college. But I was always in this comparison. My numbers were a little different than maybe other people's numbers. But when I went to college, the coach said all of our runs needed to be around six minutes per mile. Like that was just a given of that's what it had to be. So every run, easy run, and then hard runs had other prescribed paces, but every run had a number that was supposed to be associated with it. It made it really, really tricky to step back and figure out how I personally felt. So I was injured all the time. And it wasn't until post-college that I started trying to figure out how I could train to best optimize me, not just have to hit a number on a clock every single time. And it's only when I stopped worrying so much about having to hit an exact number on every single run that I actually started going out and, and winning races and getting little trophies and things like that. That's when I started being able to train and see my own personal progress because I was able to stop having so many numbers have to surround it. And by not looking at the numbers, suddenly race numbers started actually going in a better direction. Yes, exactly. So <clears throat> let's go on a road trip, right? So what's the difference between 121 minutes and 119 minutes? Right. So if you were going on a road trip and you knew that it took you about two hours to get there, if you put it into the GPS and your GPS says 119 minutes or an hour and 59 minutes, right? And it ends up taking you 121 minutes. It ends up taking you two hours and one minute. <clears throat> Would you be mad? Tell me in the chat. If it took you two hours and one minute versus one hour and 59 minutes to get somewhere in a car, would you be mad? Or would you make it mean that you were a failure? Say yes or no in the chat, right? I don't Maybe think Angie you... would make it feel like a failure, but I do believe that Angie would be mad if she did not hit the GPS suggested time. <laughs> That's not true. Or Sometimes 10 I... minutes faster. <laughs> Sometimes, well, that depends on like, if I need to be somewhere at a certain time, then sometimes I take the GPS as like, okay, that's challenge accepted. <laughs> yep. But I don't think anybody here would be, we might have mad people, but I don't think anybody would look at that and be like, I failed at my car trip. Well, okay. So let's, let's say, answer this question. If you don't have any, like, if you don't have like a time that you need to be somewhere, right? Like if you're just going on vacation mm -hmm. and GPS tells you that this is how long it's going to take, it's not like you have to be somewhere at, you know, 10 AM. Right. Cause that, that might um, change the response here. Right. But if you just hit some unexpected traffic along the way and you just end up going a little bit slower than the GPS assumed, you know, that can happen, right? Maybe you had to stop for the bathroom. Maybe you have kids in the car. 
like we often do. And you need to stop at every single rest stop. You thought that you could only, you could get away with maybe one rest stop and you end up going to three, right? Um, because there was some unexpected, you know, drinking of the water or unexpected stomach issues, right? Maybe you needed to stop for coffee because you were tired and you felt more tired than you were expecting, right? These things can happen. Yet so many times when they happen in our races, we make them mean that something's wrong right? And not just that something went wrong, that there's something wrong with us, right? I'm just a slow runner. I'm not making progress. I suck at this. I'll never get faster, right? When in reality, that number is just a number. It's that meaning behind the number that affects us. It's what we are making that number mean. Does that make sense, you guys? Give me a yes in the chat if this is making sense to you and if you agree. Yep. Perfect. So the cool thing here is that we get to decide what we want these numbers to mean. And we can actually let these numbers not mean anything, right? These numbers can just be numbers if we want them to. We can use them as ways for us to track our progress, which is why we like numbers here at Real Life Runners is because they give us a very concrete way to track our progress, right? And they let us know, is this training plan that I'm on, that I've set up, is it working for me in the way that I want it to work? Am I feeling the way that I want to feel, right? Am I getting the results that I want to get, right? Yes, Kara, like I, I feel like I will never get back to my old times. Like who cares? But in my head, right? Yeah, in your head, you're comparing. to So the answer is you care, right? Like answer that question. Who cares? I do, right? But do you want to care? Do you want to get back to some of those old race times? And if the answer is yes, that's okay. You're allowed to want that, right? But if you legitimately look at that question and say, like, do I even want that? Like, Kevin, tell them about when you um, were thinking about or you started to attempt to run your fastest mile last year. Oh, God, that was, I think, two years ago. That was like, yeah, you know, what would be fun is to see if I can repeat my high school PR that I set when I was like 17. I was like, yes, as I approach 40, I would like to try to repeat what I did when my main focus was like high school, senior year and running. And I'm like, yeah, no, I could totally do that now with two kids and a, and a full-time job. So I gave it a shot and I was two workouts in, like my mileage was fine. I could go off on easy runs and I hit two workouts that I knew was going to set me up for success in the mile. I hated both of them. Like I did not enjoy, I was able to hit times on a clock. That's fine. I like successfully completed them. I hated both of the workouts and I came home to Andrew. I'm like, I don't think this is a goal I'm going to go for. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't enjoy the process. And if you don't enjoy the journey, getting to the goal is not really going to be satisfying. You're like, well, I didn't enjoy anything along the way. I guess I did a thing. I can check a box, but I didn't enjoy the journey. So I'm not really even going to enjoy the end result of it. So I, I diverted away from that goal real quick. Yeah, which brings us to our our second topic that we want to address, which is training with intention. So what does it mean to train with intention? So I like to look, I like to look things up. I'm all about education and information. So I looked up what is intention in the dictionary. It's a noun, and it was an act or instance of determining mentally upon some action or result, the end or object intended purpose. Okay. Purpose or attitude toward the effects of one's actions or conduct. Right. So when you guys think of training with intention, what, what do you often think of? Let me know in the chat. 
because a lot of times I'm guessing that we all think of one certain thing. If I say train with intention, what do you, what do you guys think that means? Having a focused why. Yeah, that's one of the things. Understanding your why. What else? Train with a goal in mind. Yes, usually a distance or a time. Boom, Kara, you nailed it there. I think that when we're talking, training with intention means to get faster or stronger, get the goal, right? Get the goal. The goal, right? So I think that when we talk about training with intention, most of us probably think about goals, right? And when we think about setting goals, here's a, here are some common traps that a lot of runners fall into. So let me know in the chat, A, B, C, or D, which one of these have you fallen into before? So setting number one, A is setting an arbitrary goal. So many runners actually set goals without understanding the purpose behind them, right? They think that they should have a goal. So they just pick one. They just pick one, right? So that oftentimes leads to decreased motivation when things get hard because you didn't really have any sort of attachment to the goal. You just kind of chose it because you needed a goal, right? B is a goal with the wrong timeline. So many runners set goals without realizing the work or the time needed to actually achieve them. And unfortunately, this, again, leads to a lot of frustration because they find that it's really difficult to keep up with the plan, right? They're like, oh, well, I, I want to run a marathon. Okay, let me, let me download a plan from the internet. Okay, good. This is a 16-week plan. Perfect. And they don't take into consideration where they are right now, right? Am I even ready to start this plan? Am I at the point where starting this plan is a good idea? Have I built the proper foundation to successfully allow me to enter into this plan, right? And when that happens, lots of, in, a lot of runners end up injured because they're training above their current level, or they jump into a plan that they're not ready for, right? Or they set a goal with a really short timeline, and so they're pushing really hard to try to get there, and they end up injured, right? Because they're overtraining. They're, they're increasing their mileage too quickly. Um, they're increasing like the volume, or they're trying to hit paces because they want to hit, you know, a sub two hour half marathon. So they're like, oh, well, here's, you know, you can find these plans, go to Google, right? Coach Google will give it to you. Sub two hour half marathon plan. And then they're like, okay, you should run your tempo run at an eight minute pace, or you should run quarter repeats at this pace, right? And they give you all the exact paces and boom, magic. If you just hit all of these runs and all of these workouts at these magic paces, you will run a sub two hour half marathon and it's 12 weeks long. But if you're starting at a 5k, if you're able to run three miles and you're jumping in to a half marathon plan with a long run starts at six, boom, you're doubling, right? And boom, maybe you've never done speed work before. And all of a sudden you're trying to hit all these speed workouts. You're training above where you currently are, like where your current ability is that leads to overtraining, lots of frustration and many times injury. So does that sound familiar? Anybody falling into that trap? Yeah. I see a lot of bees, a lot of bees here. Um, see a, Go ahead, the, the, Taking on a goal from another is kind of yeah. a combination of A's and B's. Yep. You pick up a goal because your friend is also running that race and has a goal. And you're like, yeah, sure. We sometimes run together. I should do that. But it doesn't mean that it matters to you. It's taking on somebody else's goal. So when things get difficult, your commitment is going to falter really, really fast because that goal doesn't actually matter. It's It matters to the person who actually has the goal. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to piggyback onto it, which 
uh, doesn't really lead to great consistency. It's slightly better than D, which is just not setting a goal at all. It's giving up on all this and saying, I don't really have a goal. So I'm just going to stick with not having a goal and going out there. And that's fine. Like you can run with that, but you're not going to ever head towards a pointed direction without any sort of goal in mind. Yeah. You're off. You're often just not going to progress, right? Cause you're just, when your training is unstructured, you just don't usually don't make progress. Right. Um, Speed work is my number one frustration. I just can't do it. Then I give up. Ooh, Emily, let's break down that thought right there. Because you know, I just can't do it. That is simply a thought. That is not a fact. Um, and we are going to be getting into that more. So let, let's stay tuned. Okay. So goals, guys, goals are meant to be a lighthouse. Goals simply give us direction for our training. They are not the be-all, end-all, decider, if we get to be happy, if we are proud of ourselves, if we've actually accomplished them. Goals are not the only thing that matters. And here's something that you may not have heard before, but achieving your goal is not actually the point. (laughs) I'm going to say it again because people are like, wait, what? Achieving your goal is not actually the point. It is the person that you become in pursuit of that goal that is the point, right? Who do you want to be? Like you want to be a marathoner. So you set the goal of running a marathon. It is not by completing the marathon that you become the marathoner. It is the process of training for that marathon that you evolve and you transform into a marathon runner, right? Because things happen. Like we even had one of um, our training members uh, this past week, she, she had her first marathon scheduled last weekend and she ended up not being able to run it because her daughter ended up in the hospital. Like, God forbid, you know, like things happen, right? But she is still proud of herself. And I was so happy. She sent me an email and she's like, I am still so proud of the effort and the training that I put in. And I know that I will achieve my goal. It just wasn't today. It just wasn't today, right? So goals are that lighthouse because we set goals based on how we think they will make us feel, right? If we run a marathon, we think we're going to be proud of ourselves. We're going to feel, we're going to feel accomplished. We're going to feel strong. We're going to feel fierce. We're going to feel happy, right? So why do you guys set goals? Like, what is the feeling that you want? If you guys currently have a goal, tell me in the, in the chat, what do you think that goal is going to make you feel? Achieving that goal. What do you think it's going to make you feel, right? Because everything we do in our lives is actually based on how we think it's going to make you feel, right? We choose a career, getting married, having kids, running a marathon, right? Yeah, proud and worthy, validated. My goal is to feel fast and strong. Yeah. And we think that that result, achieving that thing, is what's going to give us, what's going to allow us to feel that way. My goal is to start steady and finish strong, accomplished, happy. Yes. Accomplished and strong, right? Think about it. Even your career choice, right? You want, maybe you choose a career because it pays a certain amount of money and that's going to give you a sense of freedom in your life, right? You want freedom in your life. Maybe you um, have a very altruistic heart and you chose a career in nursing or in teaching because you want to help other people because that's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel good knowing that you helped other people, right? Validated. Yeah. Validated is a good word. I like who came up with that one originally. Meredith. That's a good one. Yeah. Like, like it was all worth it, right? My effort was worth it. The training was worth it. 
all of the hours I've spent running was worth it, right? So can you guys understand, like we set these goals based on how we think that they're going to make us feel. But here's the crazy thing. <clears throat> your results don't create your feelings. Your thoughts create your feelings, right? So when you finish, say you do cross the line of a marathon, right? We've got, um, we've got Becky here. She's one of our Academy members. This was her after her first marathon. I did it. When, she, when you think I did it, that's what makes you feel proud and accomplished. It wasn't actually crossing the line that made you feel that way. It was your thought about crossing the line that made you feel that way, right? We've got Terry here in the middle ringing that PR bell, right? When you think I'm a good runner, you're going to feel happy. You're going to feel proud of yourself, right? We got Shelly over here. I can do hard things, right? If you think that, if you think I can do hard things, you feel strong, you feel fierce. Yeah, Sarah, I love that saying too. It's one of my favorites, right? So it's your thought that actually creates this feeling. It's not your result. It's not what happens <clears throat> at the end of your training plan. It's not what happens at the end of the race that creates that. You, you can actually choose to think your thoughts in order to generate these feelings, which is why it's so important for you to set a goal that matters to you. So here are some questions you can ask yourself when setting a goal. If you guys want to take a screenshot of this, go for it. Okay. But these are great questions to ask yourself so you can know if the goal matters, right? If I have a goal, since we're using the, the half marathon example, right? Running under two hours for the half marathon or under two hours and 30 minutes, right? What does that number mean to me? How will achieving that number make me feel? Okay. And then a third question you can ask yourself is what does success look like outside of that number? how do I want to feel regardless of whatever number hits the clock or hits my watch? Okay. So those are some really good questions to ask yourself when you're setting goals. So I've got Lori here and Keisha, um, and two more of our Academy members, but I want you guys to notice here because I picked these ones out um, on purpose, right? Lori says, I blew my A goal out of the win out the window. I knew I had to believe I could do it and it would be hard, right? But notice what they thought here and how they felt about it, right? Keisha says, I did it. It felt so much easier having a training plan to follow. It was so hot and humid, but I am so proud of myself, right? Because Keisha, her thought was, I did it. And that's what led to the feeling of pride, right? Lori thought, I blew my eagle out of the window, right? So that's what was making her feel so happy with, with that arm up in the air, right? That's what led to that feeling. It was the thought, not actually the result. Okay. Hopefully you guys are following. So my question to you is, what if you just chose to feel those things ahead of time? What if you started to purposely generate your thoughts that are going to generate those feelings that you want to feel, right? <clears throat> so we choose to run, like you guys have already said here, to feel strong, to feel more in shape, to feel confident, to feel proud of ourselves, to feel validated, right? <clears throat> but we can actually start to generate those things ahead of time. So I'll remember, I remember a few years ago, probably more years than I want to remember at this point, if I actually thought about what year it was, <laughs> but I wanted to set a PR in the 5k. And so for my last two 5ks, because it was the last two 5ks that I had done prior to this time were one of them when I was pregnant, one of them before that I hit the literally the same exact time in both of those 5ks, 27, 17. 
And so I just wanted to break 27 minutes. That was my goal. And so I like trained. I was confident going into that race. I believed that breaking 27 minutes was possible for me. Right. So what actually happened? I believed in that possibility. I ran knowing that that was going to happen. That was going to come true for me. I had, I was, I had practiced believing in that. So I ran with confidence. I ran pushing myself when I wanted to slow down. You guys know that second mile of the 5k when you're everything is yelling at you and you've got that side stitch and your legs don't want to move. I said, just keep going. You've got this, you've got this, right? Like the self-talk that we, that we teach our, our, our members also. So by running with confidence, I ran a time even better than I expected. And I ended up, my goal was to break 27. I I ran a 25, 21. I just skipped the 26s and like got pretty darn closer to 25, right? Because I was running with confidence. So what if you chose to feel that ahead of time, right? What if you chose to generate those feelings ahead of time? Do you think that you would be more likely or less likely to achieve your goal? Tell me in the chat. If you practiced thoughts that generated feelings of validation and strength and confidence, are you more likely or less likely to actually achieve that goal? Right? More likely, more likely, more likely. Right. But what do most of us do? I don't know if this is possible. I hope, I hope that's another one. I I hope hope I I can can do it. I hope I can get there. Seems like a good thought, right? Like it seems like a helpful thought, but the underlying sounds positive. It does sound positive, right? Like I hope I can achieve it. And I always tell people when they say that to me, I'm sure that some of our current members that are on this call (laughs) probably have heard me say this. I'm like, do you want to hope it? Or do you want to decide that that's what, what's going to happen? Right? Because you, if you decide ahead of time, and you run with confidence and with feeling strong, like you all said here, you're going to be more likely to achieve that goal. So who cares if you don't actually achieve it? Even if you cross the line and you don't achieve it, you still got to feel the strength, the validation, the confidence that you wanted all the way up into that point. And so maybe then you deal with a little bit of disappointment. And then you choose to just go right back into strength and confidence, right? Like, okay, well, I guess it didn't happen this time. Let's try it for the next time. But so many of us are like, oh, I didn't get my goal. Apparently all of it was worthless. Apparently I'm doing this wrong. Apparently this, we make it mean something so much more. All right. We got to wrap. We got to go, go quicker here. All right. Number three, believe you can. Okay. So we talked about PRs and PBs. We talked about training with a goal, training with intention, The key here, the secret of all of it is believing that you can, right? And so it seems really simple, but so many times runners don't really believe that their goal is possible, which actually leads them to self-sabotage and not put in the effort to actually achieve their goals, right? When you question your ability to achieve your goal, you're not actually putting in that effort. And that can lead to this feeling of like disconnection, between yourself and the goal, right? So you start questioning the plan. You start questioning other external factors and you start actually not believing and self-sabotaging yourself and not going on the training runs and not getting the sleep that you need. And it all ends up leading to not achieving their goals. So where does belief actually come from? You know, do you need evidence to believe in something? 
Because a lot of times people think that their results will give them the evidence that they need to believe, right? We all know, probably know the story, whether you're religious or not, we all probably know the story about Doubting Thomas, right? Doubting Thomas said, you know, I'm not going to believe it until I can actually see that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, right? But they said, blessed are those who believe but have not yet seen, right? Do you think that you need evidence to believe in something? Because a belief is simply a practice thought. It's the thought that we practice over and over and over again until it becomes something that we don't have to think about anymore. So what's something that you believe, right? Maybe some of you believe in God. Maybe some of you believe um, that you love your spouse or that your spouse loves you. Maybe you believe that you're a good mom. We have all sorts of different beliefs in our life, but it's simply a thought that we've practiced enough times that we don't need to practice it anymore. It just becomes what we know, what we think we know, right? And this is where beliefs becomes sometimes dangerous because if we've been repeating to ourselves that I'm a slow runner, I'm a slow runner, here's the proof, here's more evidence. That's the evidence that our brain then looks for because our brain always wants to be right, right? And you, so you might be thinking to yourself, you know, how can I believe it if I've never done it before, right? How can I believe that I can break 27 minutes in the 5K if I've never done it before? How can I believe if I, that I can break two and a half hours in the half marathon if I've never done it before? But like I said before, a belief is simply a thought. And we can start to cultivate belief ahead of time by practicing intentional thoughts, right? So, you know, think about all the things that you can do now that you've never done before, right? Like, have you ever made a recipe for the first time, Right? You've never made that recipe before, but you knew that if you followed the steps and the directions as they were laid out for you, you would probably get to the end results. How can you believe if you, you can't, if you've never done it before? Ooh, Sarah, I like that twist. Yeah. Mm. How can I believe it if I've never done it before? But how can you believe that you can't if you've never done it before? That's also a good, I like that twist a lot, right? But think about all the things in your life that you've done now that you can do now that you've never done before, right? walking, talking, riding a bike, playing a guitar, making that recipe, right? But you're confident that if you follow the directions and the steps in that recipe, that you're going to get whatever you, you know, the cake that you want to make for your daughter's birthday, even if you've never done it before, right? So belief is simply a choice. We can simply choose to believe in something or the possibility of something, which I, I find very helpful, and then practice it, right? So if you're having a hard time believing in a certain outcome, I'm going to definitely achieve this thing. We can then choose, we can choose to believe in the possibility of that, right? And so belief is a choice, right? Like we, we've just been talking about here, your thoughts, they create your feelings, your feelings actually drive your actions, right? So when we're feeling confident, like I was talking about in my 5K example, when I was running with confidence, I was pushing myself harder, right? So my action was pushing myself and boom, that affects how I perform, the results that you get to that time, that number on the clock, right? So if we practice intentional thoughts, I can do this. I am a sub two hour half marathoner. We're gonna approach the race feeling confident. And when we feel confident, how are you going to run, right? Versus if you're questioning your ability, how are you going to run? What about when that race starts to get tough, right? If you're feeling confident, you're going to, you're going to tell yourself, I can get through this. I am strong. Boom. I'm going to keep pushing. And if I keep pushing, that's probably going to lead to a PR, 
right? But if we're doubting ourselves, if the feeling, how am I going to get through this? Oh God, this, this is, this is the point where it all goes downhill, right? Oh no, this is what I was afraid of. That's probably going to lead you to slow down, right? When we go back to our actions, like our thoughts, feelings, actions, we're going to slow down. That's going to lead to how we perform, which is missing out on that PR that we want, right? So it all starts with our thoughts. And this concept applies to our whole approach to training, right? Not just one race. So you have to first set your intention. You have to set that goal, that lighthouse that's going to guide your training. You're then going to have to believe that it's possible, right? You have to believe in that possibility. And then you're going to take the actions to get the results that you want, right? So yes, your thoughts are the secret to your next PR, right? And this is not just like, you know, think it and believe it and then it'll come true. Like your thoughts still drive your actions, right? So you actually have to do things. You have to still take action that's going to move you in the direction of your goals, right? So it's not just about visualizing the outcome and then not putting in the work. Like you're not going to get what you want if you're only visualizing, right? You still have to take the actions. So that then leads a lot of people to ask, well, how do we know like what we actually have to do? right? And this is really where the real life runners training method comes in. So phase one intention is really what we dove in a little bit deeper. And we still have, um, there's still lots of things that we didn't cover in this phase, but this is the complete system that we've created to help you understand how to manage your mind, how to build that personalized plan that works for you. That That's the actions. Those are the actions that you're actually going to need to take, right? You set the intention, you set the goal, you start working on your thoughts and your beliefs and your feelings, learning how to generate those things ahead of time. And that's what we teach in, in phase one. And then you build that plan that's going to get you to the results that you want. And then once you test it out, right? Then you start training, you start going through, and then you need to optimize that plan to get the results we want, right? Because we very often don't always get what we want the first time around, right? So then how can we take the feedback, the results that we get and understand how to make it better, how to optimize it? Kev? I don't know, Kevin, Kevin might've signed off here. Um, all right. Can you guys all still hear me? We good here? All right. So this is why we really wanted to focus, you know, this is the most crucial step that so many runners neglect, right? Which is why we really wanted to focus on phase one today. So, cause if you don't understand your thoughts and you don't understand your mind, you're never going to reach your full potential, right? Something will always be standing in your way. The next step is building that critical, that strong foundation by creating a plan that works for you. So your things that in, are included in your foundation are strength training, different types of running, pacing, mobility, nutrition, and recovery, and then putting them all together in a way that makes sense for you in your life with your goal. And then you actually, like I said, you have to put that into action, get the results, and then adjust things to um, get the get the results you want. And this is exactly what we teach inside the Real Life Runners Training Academy. So what is it? What is the Real Life Runners Training Academy? If this is something that you guys are interested in and you're like, okay, this is making a lot of sense, right? Like what is all of this, right? So the academy is our fully online training program where we walk you through this method and we show you how to manage your mind, how to set intentional thoughts, how to rewire your brain to start thinking in a way that's actually going to give you the results that you want. 
We teach you how to build and personalize a personalized plan, build and execute a personalized plan step-by-step. We provide coaching. We're here to guide you through the entire process, answer all of your questions along the way so that you can feel confident in your plan. You know that you're training in a way that's right for you. And then there's also community. There's other runners just like you to support you and cheer you on along the way. There's a lot of our our current members in the chat today um, that are super awesome and they can vouch for how awesome it is having other runners learning the same things that they're learning, right? Because like I said, a lot of times, people aren't talking about this. So when there's other people that are learning the same things as you and can help you to get clear on, um, to get clear on your own thoughts, your own beliefs, your training plans, your goals, all of that, it makes all the difference. Uh, yeah. Thanks Trish. Yeah. Lots of support and so worth it. Thank you. So what if you felt instead of feeling defeated and frustrated and disappointed, like we talked about in that slide a ways back, like what if you felt accomplished and strong and confident and joyful? Is that how you guys want to feel? Tell me in the chat, which one of these four or all of them, right? Like, what do you, how do you want to feel when it comes to your running? All four. Yes. All right. So how does it work? This is how it works. So people are like, okay, how does this whole, this whole thing work? You sign up. Okay. You get 24 seven access. You get immediate access to all of our content. You can start watching videos. We have like short videos. Like most of the videos are 10 to 15 minutes where we start to teach you how to rewire your brain. We teach you how to build that personalized plan from the ground up. Okay. Um, Start implementing these new ways of thinking. You will then make a plan. We teach you how to make that personal personalized plans. We give you templates to make it easier, right? Then you get coaching to make sure that these, this is what's right for you so that you can feel more confident, right? Because a lot of us, I think, question like, am I doing this right? Don't worry, we've got your back here, okay? Get coaching, get results, right? Questions are gonna come up. Life is gonna get in the way. We're here to guide you through all of it so that you can feel really good so that you can have all the answers that you need. And when you start to get results and by implementing our proven method, you can literally transform your running and really the rest of your life from the inside out. It's really, really cool. Like I love seeing the posts in our, um, in our group when people are like, oh my gosh, I, I use this same concept to tell my son about his math homework tonight. I'm like, yes, it works. Right. Cause it literally applies to everything in our lives. Right. So real life learners method, this is exactly what we're going to teach you all about mindset, pacing, strength, um, mobility, nutrition, recovery, and so much more. And if you want to know all the details, um, we're going to put the link in the chat. If you want to know the details there, um, you can find out everything that's included, but essentially what we do is we help you to build and adjust a personalized training plan that works for you in whatever phase of your running journey that you're in, right? Because you're going to have different goals. You're going to have different phases in your journey. But when you know how the the concepts, like the foundation of how to build this plan, it's a skill that you're going to be able to use for the rest of your life. Okay. So you don't want generic plans. They don't take you into consideration. Like we talked about before, right? With a timeline and what works for someone else might not work for you. Right. So I want you to ask yourself, like how much time and frustration and aggravation have you already spent trying to figure this out? And how long do you want to wait until you start to actually see results? Because we can help fast track all of that. If you want to like seriously get on the fast track to making the progress and setting your next PR, we've got everything laid out in a very step-by-step fashion for you inside the academy. 
um, because training with a personalized plan is the most effective and enjoyable way for you to set your next PR and enjoy your goals, okay? You're an individual and you need to understand how to create and adjust a plan to work for you, your body, your goals, and your lifestyle. And what most running coaches aren't gonna tell you is that you are the best person to make this plan, right? Like you making your own plan is much better than me just creating a plan because I don't know your life, right? I don't know your body the way that you know your body. You know your body and you know your life the best. You know what you've tried in the past that has worked for you and what hasn't worked for you, right? So you are the best person to make this plan and to to really understand how to do this. And we're just there to guide you by asking you questions, helping you get really clear, giving you that clarity and making sure that you're on a plan that's right for you, okay? And like I said, guys, we've helped hundreds of runners to do this and to set new PRs and to achieve things that they never imagined possible. And we would absolutely love to help you do the same thing. So if you're ready, you can start for as low as $99 today, um, or it's a one-time payment of $297, okay? And you can sign, the link is in the chat if you want to go check out all of the details of the program. We want you to make the, the decision that is right for you, Okay. Plus, we have some bonuses for you. So when you sign up, you're also going to get these bonuses. Um, we've got a strength academy that literally has um, strength circuits that I created specifically for runners. Like I said, I have my doctorate in physical therapy. So I've helped hundreds of runners rehab from injury throughout the years. Um, and I've created strength circuits to help you avoid that injury and to get stronger. We have our training team, which is our, our community, which is absolutely priceless. Um, the runner's body is a masterclass that I created uh, talking all about lower leg running injuries. Um, so if that's something that you suffer with, it teaches you how to evaluate, assess, and treat your running injuries. Um, we have running shoe guides. We have running journal pages that you can download. Um, and the most important thing is that you'll have coaching support along the way. Okay. We give you three months of coaching support. Um, which includes live weekly coaching calls. You can see that's us on Zoom there. We jump on Zoom every Tuesday. Um, and we also have like some evening coaching calls throughout the month as well. You also have email access to us um, to answer any questions that you have. You get training plan templates um, so that it makes plan creation very easy. You can just drag and drop to make it work for you. Um, we've got live monthly workshops and challenges for the team to keep you motivated and moving in the right direction. Um, and then you've got, like I said, those other runners that are on the journey with you. You also get daily reminder emails for all of your workouts. So if you're like one of those people that really likes accountability and it's, it's helpful to have that email pop into your inbox um, to let you know what you, what you got the next day, you've got that too. So stay to the end bonus. I'm sorry, I'm three minutes over, but here it is. We would love to invite you guys. If this is something that you think could help you and you're interested in it, um, I would love to come for you to, to invite you to come join us on our team coaching call next Tuesday. Okay. Next Tuesday at noon Eastern time, there's a link in the chat right there where you can register for this call. So just click that link in the chat. Um, and for some reason, like if you have to get going, just email us support at realliferunners.com and with the word coaching, and we'll send you the link to register as well. Okay. So come see what it's like, you know, you can come and get your questions answered. Um, you can see what our coaching calls look like. We literally talk about everything. We talk about training plans. We talk about nutrition. We talk about strength training. We talk about people that are injured, like all sorts of things. Okay. So come and join us on that call if this is something that you're, you're thinking might be um, that you're considering. 
Um, we also offer a 30 day money back guarantee because we never want to convince you to join something that's not a right fit. Um, so if you want to sign up, you jump in, you see what it's all about. And if it's not a good fit for you, you just have to email us and we will refund your money. So, um, simple, easy, realliferunners.com forward slash Academy. That's how you're going to get all the program information. That's how you're going to be able to sign up for the Academy guys. We would absolutely love to coach you in your running journey and to give you our proven method that we've used with hundreds of runners so that you can improve your running so that you can set that next PR. Thanks, Penny. Highly recommend joining Angie and Kevin. Thank you guys. Um, you guys can go, go to the chat and see, like we've got a lot of members that are on here as well. And I think that it, that speaks volumes as well. Um, so this is not a whole lot of fluff. We know what we're doing and we would love to help you. So hopefully we'll see you guys in the Academy. I apologize for going five minutes over. But if anybody has any questions, I'll stay on for a couple more minutes. But that's the end of the presentation today. So if you, got, if you have to go, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. I will um, answer any questions that you guys might have. Just type them into the chat. And um, if nobody has any questions, then we'll wrap it up. And hopefully I will see you guys inside the Academy. You can join the amazing other, your teammates over in the Academy. So as always, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 273. Now get out there and run your life.